I really want to ask everyone to kind of like open up the mic and I found a very special song that uh, has been uh, very instrumental to me also in my recovery uh, period um, dealing with a lot of mental uh, stress um, and health related issues um, that I feel like it's good you know to to be aware that everyone is special and as a human being it's so easy to to be stopped you know due to hardships due to developments or relationship breakups live events uh, shit shows in the workplace uncertainties and stuff like that especially uh, in these times that i really feel like hey let's bring some positivity uh, here as well and we're not gonna stop it so i press play guys And the world, I'll turn it inside out, yeah. Floating around in ecstasy, don't stop me now. Don't stop me now. Have a good time, having a good time. I'm a shooting star, leaping through the sky like a tiger, defying the laws of gravity. I'm a racing car, passing by like Lady Godiva. I'm gonna go, 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 go. There's no stopping me. Burning through the sky. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause. You, I'm <laughs> that was a wonderful per performance uh, guys thank you so much and my singing is lousy and i <laughs> never will make it to idols but it starts with an ambition and i uh, really love that you were able to uh, to join me so let me uh, share my uh, my other screen um before i start to give you also um a personal um, uh, background story from from myself. Um, I've uh, had a rather Forrest Gump-like career. Um, I hope, Marco, you can still see my screen. Where are we? Share. Maybe I've been. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, Shoot. I've had a rather Forrest Gump-like career. Um, I did a lot of different things, starting off as um, a Marine Corps officer um, in the military. Uh, that was my first um, checkpoint in my career. And after that, uh, um, very, very, um, I would say, challenging uh, experience, uh, I decided to, uh, to work at, uh, at Shell in London, a completely different uh, work environment than... Uh, to be trained as um, as a military officer, but at least I found in my uh, career as a military officer that um, yeah, as a young person, you're confronted also with a lot of um, challenges, uh, changing uh, circumstances, and especially if you're uh, sent over to uh, to the desert uh, in countries um, struggling with conflicts and uh, that you really are facing with a lot of uh, adversity, with death, negativity, that I had something like, wow, this, this was really uh, for me the, a, a great start. But at some point I also really felt like that myself as a human being, after uh, being sent over to a desert, 
that I had the feeling like, hey, this I, I really need to protect myself. Um, I, I, I've 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 been in the shit, um, and I can help other people to 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 function. Uh, and to some extent, the military is also top sports. You really have to motivate. Um, but I made a decision to uh, to quit um, and to. Uh, become, uh, I would say, um, uh, a consultant at, uh, at Shell to talk about sustainability and totally different uh, concepts. However, I always had the feeling like, hey, this, this military experience uh, comes in uh, handy further down in my career. And after uh, making the step from Shell to, uh, to the banking industry, uh, where I was um, working uh, firstly as an analyst, uh, later on as a vice president, uh, advising clients on initial public offerings, uh, mergers and acquisitions, that I really got this entrepreneurial heartbeat, like, shit, I, I really want to sit on the other side uh, of the table. And there, fast forward, um, I got the idea because the military handbook uh, was very instrumental uh, also in the military training and in the very first period that you learn everything about tactics, weaponry, uh, the ranks uh, within the military and all the habits and culture uh, um, aspects that I had a feeling like, hey, what, what can we do if we uh, create uh, an application uh, based on uh, this military handbook? Because uh, during my experience at Shell and at Rabobank, I, I, I really felt like it was a sink uh, or a swim scenario, um, joining a new team. And I also made some promotions that I uh, still was working in the same company. And I had something like, hey, this, this is something that a lot of companies are, are not thinking about, aside from uh, a handbook, you know, somewhere uh, in a cupboard uh, or in a drawer. And... and yeah, welcome, uh, new colleague, and, and good luck with it. So that's why uh, we started with some uh, beautiful people, uh, Apical, um, a company that I was uh, honored to, to be part of, uh, to build as a CEO and as a co-founder. Um, and basically, that was the most beautiful uh, journey in the world where I was um, uh, really challenged, not just by growing uh, a startup into a scale-up, but also uh, to work with a lot of different companies um, across the world, dealing with uh, engagement for new hires, dealing with uh, challenges uh, in the employee journey. And that really caught my particular interest because the, the employee journey was more or less used as a uh, system of productivity, like how fast can we get someone productive? And the moment after I uh, sold my um, last package of shares, um, my whole world basically collapsed. Uh, I, my situation changed from having all the money in the world and being successful, um, uh, speaking at a lot of different events, uh, having a lot of, I would say, love from my family um, and from my colleagues. A lot of friends were also working with me. And it changed overnight to a situation where I basically had nothing, you know, no more uh, time um, because um, uh, I was dealing with a divorce. I, I didn't have any, any more money. So in, in a very short time frame, to be precise, three weeks, everything was gone. Um, and that immediate, immediately brought me into quite a personal crisis uh, with a lot of struggles. Um, um, 
and it took me quite a while, I think a year or two, to really see that as, uh, as uh, and it might sign, sound crazy, but I really saw it as a source of inspiration at some point that I was traveling uh, with, uh, with my final uh, euros on my bank account and that I had something like, wow, um, perhaps uh, life is not so bad. Uh, and at some point I was really pointing my finger at, at the shareholders, at my ex-wife and and at some point, I really had something like, "Yeah, I, I may, I, I, I fucked it, it up. You know, it was my mistake um, that things went in a different direction. And 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 basically, life has something to tell me. It's a lesson I have to learn. So I've undergone this this crazy roller coaster of uh, recovery." Um, Knowing a lot of people uh, who used to be friends, you know, who were not friends. So at some point I really f felt alone and I really was crawling around, you know, to, to form uh, this, this, uh, this team of, of people who could help me out, you know, at least to have a simple conversation. And uh, the relationship, for instance, also with my, my family, with my father and mother was always a bit superficial. Um, but thanks to the situation, I was really able to, to materialize the relationship uh, and to, to really cry and, and to really not talk about, you know, revenues and growth and uh, how rich uh, we were and, and how many uh, holiday homes we had or cars uh, back on... Uh, uh, in the garage that I was having this connection also with my uh, with my family and that basically brought me whole this this transformation together brought me to the concept of the circus tent which is basically a, a safe haven of, of vulnerability uh, really focused on startup founders um, to to just talk about um, how can you deal with all these aspects that are causing you stress and, and, and those bad habits that come into play, you know, even when you are not aware of it, that you have to be aware of it and to also make the world a bit better to, to uncover these, this, this facade of, you know, success, but really dive into like, hey, what's happiness really is about, you know? I, I, I learned to be happy uh, even when there, is, when, when there is no resource. To be happy with myself, to be hap happy with my uh, children, uh, because I'm also a father of five uh, beautiful kids, um, and they give me love and they give me strength every day. So it took me quite a while to open up and to share this story, um, and I hope you know a lot of other entrepreneurs and, and employees are also uh, able to share that because what what I felt also in uh, Venkis and in Dennis' presentation, if you put the cards on the table uh, before a conversation, um, that's why uh, that's when you really open up the, the the true connection of humanity. That's why where you can speak with your heart when people understand where you have been going through, and I think you know. Leadership um, uh, is all about, you know, about not being afraid to share those stories because people know better where you're coming from and they respect you. And the same goes uh, for, for people in startups, uh, co-founders, and I'm talking to a lot of different people across the globe who are uh, dealing with this phenomenon like rat race of performance. And at some point, it's really important to also uh, take a step back. So my talk is going to be about, you know, the six vulnerabilities. Um, 
also because of time, Marco, because I uh, originally I was planning to talk about the 11 vulnerabilities, but I believe those those um, vulnerabilities are also highly interrelated if you talk about what's going on in, in the world of an entrepreneur and what's going on in the world of an employee, because I believe every single person on this planet, uh, if you're working in a big corporation, uh, or being self-employed, working as a consultant, uh, working in a startup. Everyone has this entrepreneurial feeling like willing and wanting to accomplish certain elements to be aligned with yourself and, and, and be happy. And that's what, what this event is, uh, is all about. And if you look in reality, um, and I'm not going to talk about uh, COVID-19 today because we've done that um, uh, a lot of uh, uh, times uh, and, and I really want to take it to, uh, to a positive level. Uh, you're seeing that a lot of people are basically, you know, walking on tightrope. If you look at the mental health aspect, um, if you... If you look at research, if you see what's going on also uh, with professional athletes. Uh, I believe this movement about opening up is really important to, to provide this, this sense of humanity. And especially if you look at, at, at also the personal situation uh, I've been uh, going through the recent few months, that um, as, as part of my, my work, I'm also teaching uh, on, on the university um, uh, around 20 uh, startups that I really saw that also the university was struggling with this change of, of uh, digital education towards physical education and the way how you uh, tackle um, um, the leadership in, in, a, in a human way. So at some point I really was feeling stressed out like, wow, shit, I don't have any uh, time anymore to do the things that I really love and that give, give me energy to talk about topics, to create podcasts, uh, to interview people and to set up new journeys. Um, that I noticed that, uh, especially if I was talking to my colleagues as well at the university, that there was a lot of absenteeism. People were calling in sick, like, yeah, I don't feel well, and not because of a flu or, 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 or COVID-19 related symptoms, but more or less like there's something going on between between the, uh, the ears. And that particular aspect, I believe, is very important and, and, and in my opinion, too much hidden from you know, the, the public arena and especially been within companies that there's, of course, a lot of programs available um, in terms of staying physically and mentally fit. Um, but yeah, the knowledge about like what really is going on amongst the workforce, what what kind of uh, challenges are present uh, between the uh, the ears of an employee, those things really need to improve. Especially if you look at the fact that a lot of employees, you know, have something like, yeah, uh, I'm not too sure about it. Well, I want to stay here. And even in my situation, I made a decision to uh, to quit my uh, one-day part-time um, job at the university and to simply uh, uh, go all in uh, as an entrepreneur. Even though I really uh, can can use the resources to uh, to pay the bills, um, so I, I decided to go for an uncertain life uh, um, instead of uh, having a certain stream of income, which which is quite uh, quite challenging. Uh, however, uh, also for, for companies and institutions, important to understand, like, how, how can you tackle that? So there is a lot of stuff you don't see on stage. And what I 
want to make as a case is that you really should respect uh, mental health and not neglect it and it's it's all part of the 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 performance we want to have and also like dennis mentioned uh th this this is really the fundament you know the, the purpose aspect if you really bring that uh bring those cards to the table and you talk them um through uh with your mps like hey what's going on what are, are really the topics uh from from a bottom-up perspective um what is really aligned you know with creating a mentally fit um mp experience then you have common ground to work from and this fundament and basically i wanted to share with you this video i prepared um from from kevin love i'm a big fan of uh, of basketball uh, because i think it's um, uh, providing a lot of valuable lessons if you look at the culture if you look at their 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 the willingness to prepare for a game, the, the way how they deal with, with losing. Uh, if they lose a very tight game, they they transform that and translate it in, in, into lessons to get better uh, and to keep their morale high. But all, what, what the most important thing is that I like about the, the NBA, NBA world of basketball is that they, they, um, they open up about mental health. And they share that in such a way to also make people uh, people better. And I hope that the audio uh, works in the right way. Uh, panic attack and my depression, I got so low, probably the lowest point in my life. Last season? Last season. Not this past season, the one before. Got so it was L's last year. So uh, Jackie McMullen, who's a writer for ESPN, started asking me about, you know, there's some stuff going on with you. There's been some, some noise around All-Star, like, what's going on? And I said, you know, I don't really know what you're talking about. So I was major, like, deflecting like crazy. And I thought... I have to get out ahead of this. I have to tell my own story. Why were you deflecting? I was deflecting because I didn't want anybody to know. There's such a stigma around it. But now, you know, I have a saying, only by admitting who you are do you get what you want. So I played all my cards and just said, this is what you get. But in that time, until you can admit what's really going on, you're in such a hole that you have, you have blinders on. I thought, I don't want anybody else to tell my story. It's that authenticity part as well. I don't want anybody else to tell my wow. story. Wow, that's you. Did you know what the anxiety was from? No, I think I was predisposed to it because I think it's 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 part, you know, something is in you. It's it's inherent. It's genetic. But there's also everybody deals with grievances. Everybody deals with loss. You know, you have fucked up scenarios in your life that you go through. So it can come from the outside as well. But the internal part, that anxiety was always there. With I think success lets you know you're really dealing with anxiety because when you grow up in a certain environment like the hood, you know, you think that all those, that paranoia and everything is normal. But when you're supposed to be good, you got some M's in the bank, and yeah. you got a great career, and you're successful, but you're still having those feelings, and you're still in that funk. You wonder why, and that's when you yeah. realize you got to get some help to help you get about that situation. Do you have anxiety? Yeah. So I'm good, going to put it on uh, on 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 pause. Um, I think an, a, a few critical elements here is that a lot of people, you know, also like me. They keep it for themselves, you know, like the, the, the shit shows that might go on uh, on work, uh, the ideas that uh, did not work out, the uncertainties that are present. And what I believe is so powerful also from from this conversation is that um, these these superstars, because they uh, this this particular basketball player, Kevin Love, is an, an all star player. So he's one of the best players um, on, on, on the planet is able to to really share like what what's going on and and 
also what I experienced that at some point, you know, uh, especially in, in uh, when I was raised, we had this uh, television show when I was a small kid uh, called uh, The Film of uh, Uncle Willem. I think um, uh, the Dutch uh, audience will know uh, what I'm talking about. And it was basically talking about, you know, put, put this fist on that fist. And so we are climbing to the top. Um, that was basically my, my, my life towards my age of 38 years old that I had something like, wow, this is, this, this was indeed the, 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 the movie of, uh, of uncle, uh, uncle Willem. But at some point, you know, when things, um, fall apart, um, that, that at that specific, specific moment as, as, as an entrepreneur being independent, which is, which is not a bad thing, I realized that there is basically no help at all. And you can talk to your GP, you can talk to your family, but there is no really a structured way of, of helping out um, uh, entrepreneur founders who at some point, you know, um, are really struggling with those elements. And that's also basically the main commitment that I really say like, hey, the first and most important vulnerability is this specific aspect of mental health. And I think leaders, startup leaders, but also leaders within companies can really embrace this aspect by, by really talking about what, what they have on their plate and not just from being uh, weak or, or being negative, but just to, to provide, you know, the, 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 the real you to the table instead of like having conversations about, oh, I'm so good, uh, uh, we, we need to make these targets and we have a new business planning coming, uh, coming up. Um, my stove is uh, putting on alarm, so I quickly take off uh, the alarm button, just a second. So, I'm back. So, we're not talking about leadership. Leadership, uh, there's a lot of leadership around. Um, but I think it's also about uh, reducing leadership and inspiring leaders to, to, to try, try out different things. And I always was a, a, a hero type of leader that I was positive, you know, and even when there uh, was a negative situation, I really was able to, to change things, you know, with, with my energy level, uh, creativity and being on top of it. Uh, but the big uh, change here, if I look at uh, this hero type of leadership, is that you can also bring, bring up this facade of positivity. When a lot of employees we were working with, and also in my startups, uh, it's something like, yeah, he's he's like invincible, you know. We we he's not, we can't beat him. What's going on, you know? And and people really need to uh, cut through this uh, big concrete wall before getting towards your heart as a leader. And that's why I learned to really become more of a sharer. Uh, instead, to really talk about my emotions, talk about my uncertainties. Instead. And if you look at people, and like I mentioned before, everybody is different. Uh, and some leaders are trained to be more technocratic, uh, to really avoid conversations about uh, sensitivities, um, conversations about uh, private life, what's going on. But you really have to realize that all of these categories and everyone has the right to learn. And that's why also every leader can pick up new insights and experiment that like, hey, what is this doing for you? And especially from the world of entrepreneurial uncertainty, you really can, can experiment that 
and, and that's also the reason why I bring, want to bring that to the world of work, to really inspire people, to not just be able to work as a system of productivity, but I would say more or less uh, from, from the beauty of humanity. And if you look at the reason why people leave, of course, yeah, that's a, 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 a shitty relationship with the manager. But I believe the most important thing is that it has to be the number one reason why uh, employees are staying. And there this specific word empathy comes in also what, um, uh, what Dennis mentioned, that you really understand and really connect with your employees in the right way. And, and to take out this, this concrete wall uh, and to, to open up and talk about your own fears because then you get this direct connection uh, with your employees uh, where they don't have the feeling that they are being part of your circle of control, that you try to play games with them uh, at your own advantage. And I think that will make the world uh, a, bit, uh, a bit better. Even more if you look at how can we go from, from a mentally fit employee experience with the fundament of this leadership? I think the third one, what is really important is that friends, you know, are magic. When I was working on, 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 at Shell, I really had a good buddy uh, where I was able to, to, to share my sink or swim experience in, in London. We go out, we drink nice beers. Uh, we were able to talk about also the uncertainties, you know, starting as a, as a, as a young uh, guy uh, in, in a new country. And this, this shared happiness brings more value to the table in the MP experience. And I believe if you look at has some numbers, uh, when we don't have friends at work, um, it makes the experience uh, more shallow. And also uh, being a startup um, uh, leader i see that uh, those bonds are are increasingly important you know to to keep also uh, your employees mentally fit uh, so that they are able to have connections uh, to talk about what's going on and it doubles their engagement but there is also a specific risk here uh, which is important to share because if you have a lot of uh, friendship uh, at work it can also be the fact, at least that is what I experienced, that it is quite difficult, you know, to, to give feedback. So it has magic to have friends uh, at work, but it's also important, you know, to not withhold yourself to provide that piece of feedback. And once you open up, um, also in that relationship, you're able to connect it in the right way. So you can overcome it instead of like being this purple crocodile crocodile in the corner of the room where you're struggling with, yeah, I really want to provide this feedback, but yeah, let me look for a different time to, to come up with that uh, piece of feedback for my colleague. And there comes down, you know, the, the, the specific aspect of, of procrastination, um, you know, the feeling of, uh, having this ambitious feeling when you wake up in the morning and you have this to-do list and you have your dreams, uh, you're working on a masterpiece or on a new project. Uh, regardless if you're working in a beautiful company or working for yourself as a consultant, everybody has those beautiful dreams and to some extent, you know, there can be quite a lot on your plate. Um, and what I'm experiencing quite often is that I really have those high ambitions um, that were possible to execute in the past 
and that nowadays I'm, I'm really struggling with that. Like, hey, uh, I'm seeing that uh, I'm not delivering up to my uh, monthly uh, deliverables, you know, that my to-do list is still not ticked off on certain elements that really can bring me to the next level, financially, uh, mentally. And to that aspect, procrastination is also important to talk about in a positive way because uh, to some extent it can also be a good point you know to to leave things behind um because when when the universe is not calling for it you know um and you're and you don't put it on your daily plate of 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 focus uh then it's also a signal and so it can also be positive and on the other side you have to be aware of it also in conversations with people like hey if you have those uh those dreams uh, wh wh why are you not working on it why are you working with with those completely different uh clients that that are not bringing you any further so it's important to balance that out and to to really create and elevate that appetite to to make your dreams uh, come true and not uh run away from it uh uh, in, 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 in a bad way because uh, we're talking about happiness and the same thing goes from this beautiful word what I find very important especially nowadays it's about this self-directing freedom uh, if, you, if you talk about autonomy this, this freedom that you experience this entrepreneurship uh, feeling you have as a, as a human being like creating things and regardless, being in a company uh, or working for yourself, this 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 feeling of, of being free to create is really important. And uh, as as companies are to some extent struggling with this, on the one hand, system of productivity, uh, like how can we go for profits? How can we make our targets? How can we survive? Um, very valid reasons. Um, you have to look at it like, hey, it, it's it's not. Um, important that we reach the finish but let's uh, look at the journey in between whereas you have the flexibility also to to provide freedom to your employees to make the work happen uh, to organize the private life and if you really are pushing for you know we have to survive we need to work harder we need to get more clients in and especially in the sales world because uh, i've done a lot of sales the recent uh, years also in my uh, my startups is that uh, before you even know you end up in a hamster wheel where you are losing all this uh, humanity and, and this freedom feeling to really make your success happen and I believe that uh, is something you have to be aware of that it can be either uh, because of the mandate you provide to to your employees um, like be in the office uh, I want to see you but I think this this loving connection behavior from from employees, but also within within startups, is 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 something magical that you do not have to uh, let rule by those those obligations to simply be present. I think it's uh, it's all about uh, being loved here, which brings autonomy to uh, to a higher uh, level. And the last uh, vulnerability I want to talk to you about is about failure. Um, what is really important, uh, at least um, having the experience to, to also work overseas uh, in, in, in the United States. Um, I, I learned that uh, the beautiful thing of working abroad is that you also see how other cultures are dealing with uh, failure. And at some point, uh, 
when I uh, fucked up my personal life, uh, my career, um, losing everything I had, I, I really was struggling with the fact that I felt myself somewhere in the, in the, in the dark corner, so to say. Um, and when I was talking with uh, certain people about uh, my mistakes, I really had something like, I, I don't feel heard about it, you know. Um, of course, uh, um, I realized that I could have done things differently. But when I was talking to my, my friends in the United States, I really had something like, let's go, you know. It's uh, it's a notch on your belt, you know. You should be proud of it. Uh, and, and, and I believe that's also something, if you look at the world of vulnerability in business, also the world of failure is something that, uh, that needs to be... Um, opened up because it's okay to fail and especially if you look at those systems we have in our mind i also uh, have it by myself uh, that i to some extent overthinking certain um, steps i want to create because i don't want to fail again i want to look good and and uh, two years ago i really decided like fuck it i don't care what other people think uh, about it when i have one client or even when when i have my kids um they they make my ha me happy so it's also important to really do things and experiment and to to let go of these elements and to be aware of the fact where you are at uh, and talk about it you know that failure is okay and it's part of this culture of experimentation and that brings it down to this specific um, pyramid um, uh, of Maslow if you look at the different layers how you can position it in the right way also if you relate it to your company culture that you simply look at the fact like hey how are those vulnerabilities positioned within our company what are we truly doing about well-being and we're not talking about you know providing a lot of technology and programs and, and coaching uh, but really listening to what's going on and and learn from that and see what it can bring towards uh, the the field of leadership do we have a culture of failure or not um, are we still um, in the beginning phase of of, of leadership um, opening up to talk about you know what what's what's going on mentally talk about risk and fears um, and and true connections instead of targets and I know that's that's a big transformation and it's not something that's going to happen overnight. But at least I believe that uh, what we're doing here, also thanks to Marco, Sophie and, and the rest of the Celebrate Your Happiness movement, will make the world indeed a bit better. And it will bring the friendship across that we have this feeling of belonging together, like, hey, we're on, on the same mission. And yeah, I was damn nervous before this presentation. Um, and yeah, this, this singing of me was was awful um and the same thing goes with with the the, the road in on, on our road you know on our journey to accomplish our goals that we can be stressed uh and it can withhold us on our focus you know to complete our mission to complete our masterpiece but i believe the greatest gift here is that we are all free spirits that we are all people who can create things and make life more beautiful and that's why i believe uh, autonomy is uh, is the greatest good so how can you break this down into an actionable set of actions basically like i just mentioned is simply talk about it um, listen to what's going on um, uh, with your employees um, within your startup uh, within your work environment and I always told students as well like yeah we we only have uh, this one or two person startup uh, yeah um, no 
you're 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 an impact entrepreneur. You're working with a lot of vendors, uh, partners, um, people who are doing your website, uh, people who are taking care of of your office. So there is a lot of people and stakeholders in your network uh, who who can deal with this and see them also as your colleagues. Um, make sure that you're finding this specific edge in terms of what are the most important group uh, or group of vulnerable employees like people who are leaving the company people who are struggling or sitting at home um, people who are joining your company not feeling that connection and and really find an uh, approach to that to to those specific groups within your company and and if it's about leadership um, struggling you know to connect struggling to open up uh, struggling to find their way uh, offer them help and inspiration and that doesn't cost any euro so the business case is is, is brilliant there you don't have to invest in expensive systems um, because you're only providing a, a listening ear and you're providing a sense of inspiration like blogs articles podcasts materials you can find online and lastly really set the priorities uh, in the right way uh, not <laughs> from from an employee engagement perspective because that's really the numbers um, top down that you see on the dashboard but really bottom up let the employees uh, also uh, influence their their own employee journey um, and the same goes for a uh, startup founder let let your colleagues and, and, and employees also uh, have a mandate of autonomy to determine what is best for them and if you look at the the the, the true superpowers uh, if you apply those elements in the right way yeah, the, the the aspect of vulnerability being grateful being empathetic uh, and, and and simply giving this compliment to to people where you're working with even though when people are in hardship or struggling it it it's not just giving uh, back to 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 them uh, or to your company in the right way resulting you know in, in more happiness or less turnover people um, stay together longer more friendship but the best thing here you can provide to people is that they take this feeling this appreciation this ripple effect of those superpowers they take it back to their homes to their children where they are talking to to their family that they have something to share that they are working for a purposeful company purposeful team where it's able you are able to share those stories that were previously in the corner of the room in the form of this gigantic purple crocodile so if you're not prepared to fail and to experiment you're not prepared to learn and i think that's a very important quote to also end this presentation with is that at some point you you think that life moves in a different direction and it all of a sudden uh, it, it falls apart and i believe that's a magic of life to also make this world better to share what's going on and to make sure those superpowers that every human being has we're able to share that and make the world happier and better every day again.